It's time again for your Portland Morning Brew. Casual conversations with business, city, and community leaders and influencers. Get to know your neighbors. News, views, and events, all centered around our community. Now here's your host, Troy Holden. And welcome back to the Portland Morning Brew. This is our Chamber of Commerce podcast where we talk with folks in the city and then the county, get to know them better, and we get some updates. And today, uh, somehow, I don't know how I got both of these folks on the same day, but I want to me- uh, welcome uh, Mike Callis, our mayor, and also Sherry Ferguson, who is who is over the chamber. It's great to have both of you. Welcome. It's good Always to good to be here. Yes. Good, good, good. Yeah, it's it's unusual we get to tag team, but this will be fun. Um, the the first thing I wanted to to jump into, and it may not be the first thing that you guys wanted to cover, but I'm uh, I, I'm a big first impressions person. Um, you know, I I feel like in, in my business I have to make a, a really good positive first impression if I'm sending a sample to somebody and all that. So when people come into Portland, business people come in and they're looking at Portland. One of the first places they happen to go is the chamber. Uh, I can remember many years ago when uh, the guys came down from Canada to to put MCT here in town. It was the first place they went. They wanted to know about this this town and what was offered here. So exciting news is that you guys are possibly going to be moving into a new location. Can we uh, hit on that real quick before we jump to some other things? We can. Um, you know, we have a great opportunity for the chamber uh, to partner with the city, and they are allowing us to do a long-term lease on the old Farmers Bank building. Well, the old Farmers Bank building is in need of lots of repairs. So um, that lease and uh, requires us to do all the updates. And we have been um, on top of things, trying to get things worked out. We have had the asbestos removed. We have um, had the walls torn out that are going to be torn out. And we're ready now to start electrical, plumbing, and HVAC. So hopefully once we get all of that running and going, we will then be able to uh, putting walls back up. Inside of that building, we plan to have a welcome center, a co-working space, and our chamber office. In that uh, welcome center, we're going to have a swag room. So the old bank vault is going to be our swag room. So you can go in there, you can pick up some Portland t-shirts, some uh, Portland memorabilia, uh, the Tesquentennial books we'll have in there. So we have uh, things that you'll just be able to you stop by the chamber, pick up some of those items. And uh, and then the co-working space is going to be great for people that are either trying to start a, jo- uh, a new business. Maybe they want to start a venture, but they don't have anywhere to go and they don't really know if it's going to work. Well, we can offer some uh, space at a low cost so they can kind of get up and van- revamped and moving and see if this is something that that they can venture out on their own and stand on their own and, and make happen. So we're very excited about those two projects in our community and then of course the updating of the building. So we have lots of plans. Uh, outside of the building will be updated as well. We'll be enclosing the drive through so that we can have some storage there. So uh, lots of exciting things going on. Yeah, that's that's huge. That is huge. And I know you guys will appreciate the, the space and the flexibility. That's got to be a, a big thing because it's always been a little cramped up there a little bit. We're running out of room. Uh, I have things stored all over the city. Uh, 
Trapdoor ER, uh, the old hospital portion. I have two rooms over there that has a lot of things stored in it. You know, when we put on all of these events, we have tents and tables and chairs and mm-hmm. barricades and all kinds of things. It's crazy. I, sometimes I really don't know. We have some sort of an inventory so we know what direction to go looking for items, but um, it's just amazing how many things we accumulate. Um, and the more ideas we have, the more we seem to accumulate. Right, right. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. Well, thanks for that update. That's uh, that's going to be fun to watch. I, I had no idea you were already that far along. I know we talked about this a while back, but um, that's that's really good progress. I mean, that's that's a lot. Yes, we've got so, the plumbing um, bid back, and we're waiting on the HVAC and the electrical. So as soon as those come back, we'll pull the trigger and get started on those. Awesome. Well, you know, awesome. you know that old uh, that building. What was it built? Sixty four. Yes. Uh, something like that uh, served the community a long time. And uh, when Farmers Bank got ready to kind of revamp operations and uh, some things they wanted to do, uh, they decided they were going to close that that building. Well, we were in the middle of getting ready to remodel City Hall. And we had reached out to Farmers Bank and said, hey, is there a possibility of us leasing the building uh, while we do City Hall renovations? And they said, well, we'll do you one better. We'll give it to you. And so that was that was just a blessing to the city. And then COVID happened. So we, we got to move offices. We did offices in multiple locations, but we moved offices into the Farmers Bank that had two working drive-throughs that was already. So they closed down operations at the end of 2019. We moved into it at the beginning of 2020. COVID happened. We were able to use that facility it was a great blessing to us. And then when City Hall got uh, completely finished, we moved back and we had been communicating, what, what do we want to do with the building? What would be next steps? What, and we asked ourselves, what would be the most beneficial thing to the community to use the building for? And, you know, I, I think the city and the chamber have a great partnership. Um, other communities say they wish their partnerships was what we have here. And so mm-hmm. that's good to hear that. So it works out well. And they needed the space. They do so much in our community. I'm looking forward to having them a building that's up front on the highway that people can come in, know what's going on in the community. They're a hub for so many things downtown. So, hey, it's going to be an exciting venture. Uh, the building's going to look great when they get done, and they'll have a little bit more room to spread out and uh, won't have so much stuff scattered around town and everybody's little storage unit that they have now because <laughs> got a, they've got a few things here and there and because you know we're getting ready to do back school bash again uh so that's coming up in a few weeks and the chamber office where it's currently there on main street during back school bash it's 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 controlled chaos inside the chamber and we do assembly lines of putting those we're going to do about 900 bags again maybe roughly yes. Well, Back. backpacks and then also hygiene packs. So not only yeah. the backpacks filled with school supplies, we have hygiene packs with shampoo and body wash and toothbrushes and toothpaste all in, in bags that we give out, laundry detergent. So wow. when you come down Main Street, when all that's done, their, their windows are full because the backpacks are stacked up to the ceiling almost and because they're everywhere in that building. So uh, you know, looking forward to them getting that building and them having some space. It's going to be amazing for our community. Yeah, that will be great. Let's uh, uh, talk a little bit about first half of this year. Um, 
Mayor Callis. I know there's there's you know there's always growth and things going on that we're all not aware of. If um, you know we're not living right in Portland and and this podcast, I think we have a lot of listeners even down in Gallatin and stuff. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the growth and things going on in Portland and some of the progress since the last time we talked. I mean, we know there's a bypass in the works, uh, but what about new industries, new business, new new things that have come in? Yeah, you know, the, our industrial presence continues to grow. Uh, so we have uh, really three large buildings under construction now, a couple of more getting ready to break ground. One of those is getting close to, they have announced, Arrowhead will be moving in. They are a supplier for all things off-road motors from chainsaws, snowmobiles, you name it. So they're a, a, a global supplier of parts that's moving in out there. But when you drive out on Vaughn Parkway, when you're there at 52, at 31W, and you see these new buildings, and these buildings are 600,000 square foot plus each and plus all the others there. So we've seen continued growth. We've seen some growth in an existing industry where they're already expanding. Of course, we continue to see uh, local growth as far as smaller commercial retail take place, which we're, we, we enjoy seeing that. One of our newest uh, openings here right in, uh, in downtown is International Tea and Coffee Company. That's quick becoming a favorite spot for many folks. I've eaten over there a couple of times myself. And, uh, you know, you can go over there and have some breakfast and lunch. And they're staying open for dinner as well. And now with the Temple Theater open and, and having the shows and the movies, in fact, they just had another movie this morning. They was doing a uh, summer series for morning movies, which was really nice, I think, for the community and the kids being out of school and going over there. And, you know, it was just, uh, I think it was a week ago, uh, my wife and I got to have date night and stayed in town, didn't have to go anywhere. We went and got a bite to eat, went and watched a movie, and, you know, those things are good. And so we've been seeing that interest in our community. We're seeing the growth. Uh, I-65 continues to be under construction. It'll be that way for several years. You know, they're going from the state line, basically to Rivergate. So it's much needed, but it's a little inconvenient, but that's what happens when you have to have a little growth and you have to repair things. And of course the bypass, we're waiting on some movement to where they start purchasing all the right of ways. We're kind of waiting on that a little bit and hopefully that'll be taken care of soon. And we can see that be led out for construction and start that, that process. But uh, a lot of exciting things for us as a community. We just, we talked about real briefly before we got on air, uh, you know, finishing our budget. That's always a huge thing, you know, um, one thing that the federal government doesn't have to do, uh, by law, we have to have a balanced budget. I mean, we have to have it passed by, by June the 30th. And so the federal government don't necessarily have to do that, but we do. And, and so the city's in good financial uh, shape. One of the things that is a little disappointing to us, uh, we're going to celebrate our 50th year of the swimming pool at Richland Gym this year, and we couldn't open it. We've had some difficulty with the pool over the last couple of years. We, we had a company come in and the news they give us was not very good that it appears that the underground uh, plumbing is probably disintegrated in areas. We couldn't guarantee water quality, so we had to shut the pool down this year. We're going to have to make some serious decisions. Uh, we did receive one estimate about potential repairs that was quite large estimate. Uh, 
but the, the thing is you don't know until you start cracking the ground open what you're going to find and then those the, that money continues to grow so you know we're going to have to have some big decisions on the horizon there i believe the community wants a pool uh, they've enjoyed having a pool for all these years but it is going to be an expensive endeavor to figure out what we're going to do there uh, so, you know, other than that, we continue to expand uh, opportunities in our parks. We just opened the back nine uh, of the disc golf course. And so we put in nine holes. We just opened up the back nine going through the woods and, uh, uh, the folks that are really into disc golf and if they're into it, they're really into it. They travel all over and play. They say that it's a pretty good course out here at Richland. So we're excited about that. And, uh, we've been doing well at the golf course, and uh, we've seen a lot of renewed interest out there. Uh, so a lot of good things taking place. And when folks come in to the chamber and they're asking about, hey, we're thinking about coming to Portland, what can you tell us? I know that Sherry and her team, like we do at City Hall, said, you know what? Just being part of a great community makes a difference as people pull together. So, hey, it's pretty good to be in Portland. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, is there, uh, is there still a pool out at the golf course or no? No, no, that, you know, that old pool, once again, when the city bought it, it was not in operational mm -hmm. condition. Mm -hmm. uh, so we filled it in. Oh, okay. Okay. And it was in a similar situation. It would have required hundreds of thousands of dollars of repairs. Mm -hmm. So we filled that in and going to use that space a little bit different. We've got some plans in place to do some upgrades out at the golf course. Uh, they've been working on some of that. And so hopefully in time, we'll be able to turn that into more of a destination little spot. We see a lot of folks travel into there. They've been doing a lot of scrambles, a lot of different things and events out there that's mm -hmm. generated a lot of interest. So pretty excited for them. Yeah, that's good. That is super great. So we're, we're somewhat updated, I guess, on everything that's going on uh, with the chamber move. A lot of the things that have been going on in the city, um, the budget's done. You get to relax for maybe a few days to get through the holiday, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Uh, I like what you said earlier is I just, I don't want to have to think until I come back on the 5th. I, I think that's that's a respectable thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, we also want to mention, um, Sherry, if it's okay, uh, talk a little bit about uh, Kristen and Maddie. They're going yeah. through, yeah. They are. Um, you know, Kristen has, um, Maddie has had several health issues over her span of her 11 years, but uh, this one is a little bit uh, different because she just woke up on a Saturday morning, had a fever, and by Sunday afternoon, she had pneumonia, and she's in um, Vanderbilt Hospital. So she um, is doing better. She has been placed on a ventilator. Uh, she has a feeding tube but her numbers continue to improve. This morning, mm -hmm. last night was the first night I, and uh, several nights that I hadn't got a text from her in the middle of the night that things had not, were not going well. So we felt really good. I felt really good this morning when I woke up several times in the night, checked my phone, and I kind of wanted to make sure I still had service because I, I didn't get any text. And, um, but this morning when I woke up, I felt like, oh, I hope she's gotten some sleep because I think uh, she had one hour over 45 hours. She had mm -hmm. one hour of sleep. So, um, Kristen uh, was able to have about six to seven hours of sleep last night. So I think she's feeling a little bit more rejuvenated. She had been running on a lot of caffeine. Mm -hmm. uh, but what has really blessed me and everybody here is the support for her. 
Uh, right. Today, we or yesterday afternoon, it wasn't even early. I posted something because Maddie's favorite color is pink. Everybody wear pink Maddie tomorrow. And it's amazing the number of pictures and photos all around town, the city hall. Uh, so, uh, some departments, of course, they have uniforms. I think they've gone and gotten uh, lanyards that have pink on them. And uh, just the support from all around town has just been a blessing. And uh, Kristen made a statement in a text to um, the staff that she said, God has a plan. And even if it's the small things about bringing people together, that that's what his plan is for this. He has a purpose for it. And he she loves that he can use Maddie in the way that she does. But this town is such a support. And just like the mayor had said, us and all that we do here in the community, the small town feel and us supporting each other is what it's all about. I, I, exactly. If you're if you're not from here and you drove through Portland today and you stopped somewhere, you you're probably going, what in the world is going on in this community? Because everybody I've run into got pink on. Mm-hmm. I mean, all around the community. And it's not even just Portland. I mean, I've I've seen it Gallatin White House and several different places. We had somebody call City Hall from Florida uh today saying, Hey, what what do we need to do for this young girl that's in the hospital in Portland named Maddie? I mean, you know, that's been the kind of things that's been happening. And so, of course, I apologize. Trains coming down the railroad tracks probably is coming into your uh, microphone there. But it, it is it is good. People are praying. Churches are praying. Groups are gathering in different places, just lifting up Maddie, lifting up Christian, lifting up the family. Uh, it's tough. And there's multiple families down at Vanderbilt or Centennial or St. Thomas that are having these struggles. Mm-hmm. And this community is trying to rally around one of those struggles that is taking place right now. And uh, so we're, we're praying for Maddie that God just raise her up, bless her and comfort the family. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and, and in chamber world, we have a great connection with the state, the whole Southeast, actually, because Chris and I both attended a Southeast Institute, which is from all the Southern states here. Um, and we have received pictures and texts from all over Tennessee and all over Georgia and Alabama of people that are just in other chambers that are supporting her as well. So again, it's amazing how many lives little things will touch and how it can change people's hearts. Right. Very true. Very true. And what a great example of the uh, the community here. I hope those listening, if you know those that are thinking about this is the place they want to be, it absolutely is because this is small town America at its best. If you ask me, I, I grew up in what was a small town that is no longer a small town, but it never even then had the community feel that it does here and that's why once I got here and saw that that's why I've stayed it's you know it's it's ideal it really is it's such a uh, a ideal way to uh, and place to raise a family and and uh, raise your children here the schools everything is just fantastic and we just can't say it enough and then when you see things like this it just just yokes everything together for you when you think, you know, did I make, did I make a mistake moving here? No, you never did. It's a great place. Well, I had someone actually come into my office um, this week and said they came from a real small town and um, that hometown feel that they had there. They're amazed how we have 14,000 people here and we still have the small town feel that they did in a much smaller town. And I said, well, that's 14,000 people 
in the spider veins. Because if you ever look at the city of Portland, you know, we look like a spider because we have the, the main tracks. But if you took the entire circle of where our city limits are, are encompassed, it is so much more than the 14,000 people. And mm-hmm. it is good. That is one of our goals. Um, as we grow, everybody's going to grow. We're all going to grow. But if we can do things to keep that small town feel, that's a lot what the chamber likes to do is, you know, the music on main events, the strawberry festival, the fall festival, ways that we can pull people to come together to be a part of something greater than just one. Right. Um, that's, that's kind of our goal and to keep that to where everybody and our churches work really well on pulling together with all of those events as well, because, you know, we're um, here, we're a big, big faith based community and mm-hmm. the churches are our backbone of everything that we do. So right. so happy for them to be a part of the chamber and have had so many of them come on and support so uh, much of the things we do with volunteers even because again, staff of four here, um, mostly part-time, it's very difficult. We could not do what we do without all of the support of the community and that's including all of the volunteers. Right. Yeah, and you know, when I say this oftentimes, small town feel has nothing to do with the number of people living in a community. Right. You you can have you can have a community that has a large number of people in it and have a sense of real community and small town feel. It's it's the people who live there. Mm-hmm. And if they're willing to interact with one another, pull together to help one another, to be involved. And, and, and people ask me, what is a community partner? And I said, well, community partner is when you're willing to get involved in somebody else's stuff and not just want everybody to always be involved in your stuff. Right. There's a difference. Right. Community partners go out of their way. Yes, they need your help. They need your input. They need your support. But they're willing to take of their time and go support you when you need it. That's what a community partner is. And we are blessed right here in the city of Portland to have so much of that. That's an excellent point and an excellent um, thing to close on. What a great community it is. And uh, we want to invite you to join us every week here on this podcast where you can learn more about it. And uh, we want to thank everybody for uh, out there that is being a part of it. And uh, with that, any closing notes? Just appreciate the chamber. Appreciate Portland. Keep praying for Maddie. All right. Well, we'll join you again soon right here on the Portland Morning Brew. We try to be here every week and bring you some interesting conversations, and we sure hope you enjoyed this one. We'll see you next time. This was the Portland Morning Brew with Troy Holden. If you'd like to be a guest, reach out to the Portland Chamber of Commerce. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Be sure and visit the Chamber's Facebook page for more information. Thanks for listening, and join us again soon.